Hello everyone, welcome to the International Business Podcast. If you work across time zones, borders and cultures, this is the show for you. I'm Leonardo, founder and host of the show, but let's make it simple and just call me Leo. I'm based in Shanghai and I'm accompanied by two co-hosts, Stefano, based in Paris, and Audrey from San Francisco. On these select episodes of the show, we'll extract our favorite moments from previous episodes of the International Business Podcast. You can find the links to the guests in the show notes. Enjoy. COVID, COVID, COVID. I don't think it is possible not to talk about COVID. So what are the major changes that occurred in the international supply chains since the start of the pandemic? COVID has accelerated uh, many trends that we had in business already. And one of those was the regionalization of the supply chains, changing away from uh, intercontinental supply chains to more localized supply chains. So whereas businesses up to a certain point had relied a lot on China, for example, as a source of uh, goods and services. There have been many problems with that during COVID due to uh, lockdowns, due to ports not being open, due to factories not being open. And many um, businesses are now looking at reconfiguring their supply chains into more local uh, regions. So I think in North America, we'll see countries like um, Mexico uh, benefiting from a kind of a, a repatriation of activity back to North America. And in Europe, we'll see that happening with countries like Morocco and, and Turkey, and maybe even Portugal, Romania, and Bulgaria. So on the one hand, a big change from COVID is a, a move to a more regionalized supply chain as opposed to intercontinental supply chain. And I also think that the adoption of automation and digitalization is going to be uh, strong in the coming years. And part of that is people's uh, realization how dependent and vulnerable they are when they depend on, uh, on human resource. So there's a tendency now to look more to leverage automation and uh, digitalization in the business in the future. Focusing on the, on the social media that you just mentioned, what if I say measuring digital success? Why is this important? When I started Metzler Labs 15 years ago, my first client was Barclays. And, um, and it was a really amazing experience. But what I could see was that there were a lot of decisions being taken. And it wasn't just in Barclays. I mean, it was the same in every company. A lot of decisions were being taken based on experience um, and, uh, and sometimes people's, just generally people's opinions about stuff. So you'd hear words like, oh, it's best practice to do X, or um, generally we, we would do it this way. And you'd think, well, is, is that the right way? Is there another way to do it? Is it like, can you actually compare the one way versus another? And uh, although there were some fairly basic ways of measuring stuff in those days, it was usually based on what we called hits on servers. As well. And people still refer to, to the number of visitors you get as a number of hits on, on a website, even though technically it's not a hit in the old sense. Um, but there were some very basic ways that you could measure traffic through a journey and say, well, this many people landed on your website and this many people bought, and therefore there's a conversion rate from one to the other. And you could start to do some basic comparisons between different sorts of marketing. Well, obviously things have got a lot more sophisticated in the last 15 years um, and you can measure a lot 
Um, we've taken a slight backward step um, with um, the, the, the use of cookies, um, or, or rather, a lot of people are not using cookies. So that's, that's really affected what we can measure um, on websites. But we can definitely shine a light on all the waste that's happening. Um, and we can start to use the metrics to improve the performance um, so that we're more efficient in our marketing. Um, and, uh, and we can find different ways of selling products to people because, as I said before, most of their decision-making, we can't, we can't get any kind of handle on. We can see them move through a website and we can make some guesses as to why they clicked on this and they didn't click on that. We don't actually know what's going on, on in their head. So there's still, there's still a lot that, that um, we can use the data for to try and improve the experience and try to make things easier and, and more efficient in the whole marketing process. So measuring digital success is sort of step one in a journey to eliminate as much waste as we possibly can and make life as simple as it possibly can be for um, users of websites and mobile apps. So let's move the conversation back to you and your experience. As an international marketing consultant, what made you decide to focus on the clean tech sector? Well, I think we all had maybe some time over the course of this pandemic so far to kind of take a little step back and think about, you know, what's really important in life and, uh, you know, what we really want to be doing uh, in terms of our, our efforts while we're, you know, during our time on this on this planet. And, and uh, for me, that really came down to thinking about who do I want to be helping with, with the services that I offer as a, as a marketing strategist, as, a, as an international marketing strategist? And I came to the conclusion that, you know, well, what really keeps me up at night, honestly, as, as a parent and, and as, you know, a citizen of the world, I, I just worry a lot about the climate crisis. The climate crisis is on my mind. And to the extent that I can, you know, do my bit, I guess, uh, through the work that I do, as a marketing consultant, I want to make sure that the clients that I'm working with, that I'm helping, you know, expand internationally, that those clients are making the world a better place. So for me, the clean tech sector became uh, my focal point. I, I'm based in Toronto, and, and here in Toronto, we happen to have a, a clean tech innovation hub, which is very exciting. And and um, you know, the more I immerse myself in the sector, the more I'm just kind of blown away by all the really clever and amazing solutions that are already out there and that people are developing and, and growing and, and uh, you know, bringing on the market. Uh, it, it's just a fascinating sector to me. And of course, it's, it's not like an, it's not an industry, right? It's not a vertical. It's something that really is a layer on top of basically every other industry. So uh, every industry that we currently are familiar with needs to be uh, made more sustainable, right? If we want to have a, a sustainable global economy. And so that's that's where clean tech comes in. And so, you know, clean tech in the widest sense of the term. And it just, you know, it gives me hope. It, it just gives me hope for the future when I see all the technologies that are being developed and the solutions that are being brought to the marketplace. And uh, it, it gives me hope that that we can, we can actually <laughs> transition to a greener, more sustainable economy within my lifetime. And I, I wanna do everything I can to, uh, to facilitate that. You can find the podcast on all the major platforms. Make sure to subscribe. Do not miss the weekly episodes. And are you an international professional? Connect with us on LinkedIn to come on the show. For now, cheers.